0: Switchcraft is brought to you live three days a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Joe Amadeo. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Once you're there, you get access to a patron-only podcast. Make sure you check it out. Again, that URL is patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Before we get to today's Nintendo news, I want to thank the people who have already supported the show. Uh, I I know that there's always people out there that are are asking, how can I support the show for free? There's a lot of ways that you can do that. One way is by uh, buying things on Amazon. And don't just go to Amazon yet. Just wait a second. Go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And when you're there, uh, look at the Amazon link. Click on that. It's going to open up Amazon. Then I want you to delete your old Amazon bookmark and bookmark that link that I just sent you to. And that is going to support the show every single time you buy something on Amazon. I know this time of the year, people are buying all th- kinds of things on Amazon. There's going to be a lot of cardboard boxes out front of your house. If you use Amazon Prime like I do, then... All you gotta do is bookmark my link, and a- everything after that supports the show at absolutely no cost to you. Again, that URL is runjumpstompcom slash you. The editor of Game Informer kind of let slip a couple of days ago that there is a new Zelda in the works, which is not a huge surprise to anybody. I don't think I'm surprised. I don't think you're surprised. I don't think anybody is surprised by the fact that Nintendo is working on a new Zelda game. But what was surprising is the fact that this new Zelda game was going to be unveiled relatively soon, which means it's further along than we thought. Now, at the time, I thought about, well, what are the options here? What is it that Nintendo can be showing off to get us excited for a new Zelda game? Well, I said at the time there were three options. The first option would be... uh. A, basically reuse the Breath of the Wild engine to make a new place for Link to go to and um explore in that way. That would not take nearly as long as completing full development on a brand new Zelda where you have to uh lay down the tracks while the train's coming down the the, the tracks at you. Which is what most of the time is how they build a Zelda game because they always build it from the ground up. Now the one time that they've done this in the past was with Majora's Mask. Basically, they looked at, Maj- at the success of Ocarina of Time, what some people say is the greatest Zelda of all time, and they used that engine to make Majora's Mask, which it w- turned out to be a really smart experiment. The second option that I said w- was available was a multiplayer Zelda, kind of like Four Sword Adventures or Triforce Heroes. Uh, And then the third option that I said was more along the lines of a traditional top down 2D Zelda, kind of like uh, the one um, A Link to the Past or A Link Between Worlds, like that kind of art style. And um, I can't believe that the fourth option didn't even occur to me because this is this is actually a pretty obvious thing to do because Nintendo's done it before. What do you do when you need more time to work on your game? You bring back an old game. So what game are they bringing back? Well, you know, I I did say that maybe they would remake uh, Link's Awakening, which a lot of people missed out on. It was on the Game Boy, uh, myself included. I never played it. Um, And a lot of people love that game who have played it. You could also remake some of the other Zelda games that were um not super popular like Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons um mo- more the portable stuff or you could remake a game that would really only work on the Switch and that's because the Switch's Joy-Cons are basically very very um condensed and improved versions of what Nintendo tried to do with the Wii Remote and nunchuck and that would be skyward sword skyward sword is a very divisive game a game where a lot of people love it and a lot of people hate it in equal measure um they love it because it has some of the best dungeons in any Zelda game ever and they hate it because this game came out in the heyday of what i what what many uh refer to as nintendo's waggle experiment where everything was motion controls all the time and say what you want about motion controls but there were a lot of good things that came out of the motion control experiment the gyroscopic aiming uh for one that is a godsend to people who like it like me and uh can safely be turned off for people who don't like that kind of thing I don't think that we would ever have had a game like Splatoon without that uh without that waggle experiment. Uh that being said, a lot of people hate waggle and they don't want to use motion controls. And I I, I don't like to lump in gyroscopic aiming with motion controls, but I mean that's essentially what they are. But when I talk about motion controls, I'm talking about moving your hands around like this. OK, that's waggle. Very subtly adjusting your wrist in order to get that perfect headshot in whatever game it is that you're playing. That is gyroscopic aiming. And we never would have had that aiming without the waggle. But man, oh, man, I hate the waggle. I I played uh, Skyward Sword. I didn't finish it uh, and it was because of the motion controls that I didn't finish it. Not because I found them so frustrating that I quit, but I ended up, uh, I went for a run with my daughter and I tripped and I broke my elbow and then because I broke my elbow, I couldn't really play Skyward Sword anymore um, because there was a lot of flailing your arms around. So by the time after all the physical therapy had been done, in order to get back the 80% of movement that i now, that i now have uh <laughs> that meant no more zelda for me uh and and really it had lost its luster by then i just i didn't want to go back and relearn the game uh starting from scratch i certainly didn't want to start from scratch like delete my save and start over like i felt like i had to do because i hadn't played it in months and months now if you bring that to the Switch, you might convince me to play. You might, because like I said before, the Joy-Cons are so, they're, they're improved on the huge clunkiness that is the Wii U re, or the Wii Remote uh and the Nunchuck. Like those things are really clunky, uh poor design, really poor design. At the time, I was wowed, as were many, by the innovation that came along with them, but they're really terrible controllers, in my opinion, whereas I feel like the uh, the Joy-Cons are fantastic controllers. I I was talking about this on my community Discord this morning, and I said, I'm interested in this only if I don't have to do motion controls, but Even saying that, motion controls in the era of the Switch are so different and improved upon than they were in the era of the Wii, that I feel like this might be the best way to play this game, because I don't think that there's a chance in hell that Nintendo will get rid of the motion controls for this game. This game was built around the motion controls. The thing that I didn't like about the motion controls was how inaccurate they were. You know, uh, when when I swing my uh, Wii remote in a straightforward direction and it picks up that it's a diagonal or a horizontal slash, that is very frustrating to me. But I don't think that the Wii uh I'm sorry I don't think that the Joy-Cons run into that same issue very much I was kind of marveling at how accurate they were I was, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Let's Go lately and what I noticed is that I had to uh every once in a while you have to interact with Pikachu in order to keep his like happiness levels up because then he does like crazy things in battles and I like there's no sensor bar but the 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 Joy-Con is very very good at determining where it was that I was pointing. It worked very well and I think that it would work that I I think that it would work far superior to what we had with the the Wii remote and the Wii Motion Plus. At least that's that's how I feel. Now, I could be wrong about that. I'm curious as to what you guys think. If this oh, and I didn't even Gosh, talk about burying the lead. The fourth option was kind of um, teased by Mr. Aonuma. Mr. Aonuma is the producer of Breath of the Wild, and he he just recently got up on stage at a uh, Zelda concert that was being held in Japan, and he said, I know what you're thinking. Are we getting Skyward Sword for the Switch? Please wait for further information, which is kind of a huge bombshell to drop. There's no way that he says something like that. Unless they've got a plan and unless that plan is to unveil it very, very soon, like that's just uh, Nintendo is far too disciplined to do something like that. I can't believe I've gotten through nine minutes of the video and I haven't even mentioned that yet. So if this turns out to be true, first off, Do you think that Nintendo will do this without motion controls or give you the option to play it without motion controls? My vote is no, they won't. Even though that's what I would want. Secondly, are you interested in picking up a skyward sword for the Switch? Now I know that some people will say, well, Skyward Sword is portable. That's the best thing ever. But guess what? It's a motion control game. So you can't really play it portably unless you're in desktop mode and swinging your arms around with the Joy-Cons. So I wouldn't really get this to have that game be portable. This is really more of a game that's that's for people who missed out on it the first time around, or who, like me, can't stand the thought of playing that game in its current texture resolution on a 1080p screen because that was really gross looking like i recorded some footage earlier and it looked bad it looked real bad um so do you think we'll get a non motion control version of the game there's our first question second one no matter what are you interested in skyward sword on the nintendo switch let me know down below <laughs> Reggie fils was recently talking to uh, Yahoo Finance. He was talking about Nintendo's fiscal year. And, you know, I've talked about this on the show quite a few times. Mr. Kimishima had said back before he um, uh, retired and passed his uh, leadership role on to Mr. Furukawa, uh, he had said that Nintendo was expecting to sell 20 million Switch um in this fiscal year that's from april 2018 until uh march 2019 and i've said before that i was skeptical as to whether or not that would happen and then last uh episode i talked a lot about how really really well pokemon is selling uh how well smash is pre-selling and we've only got 10 days before that game actually comes out. And then um, I I thought that I had read this before, and I even thought that I mentioned it, but I just want to hit it again really quick because it's a very important point. And I know that there's a lot of other people out there who, like me, were very skeptical that Nintendo had the ability to sell 20 million units in this fiscal year, especially with the, what kind of felt like a drought of first-party games You know, if you compare it to the first year of the Switch, Switch year one, if you compare Switch year two to Switch year one, it was pretty abysmal as far as Nintendo games went. That doesn't mean that there wasn't anything to play because we got plenty of games to play, but it was really lackluster in the number of first party Nintendo titles huge blockbuster first-party Nintendo titles to come out. And that made me a little sad, but at the same time, I still had a lot of stuff to play, a lot of third-party stuff to play, a lot of indie stuff to play, and I was fine with that. That didn't bother me at all. Um, and, and and I think that Nintendo had planned this all along, and now they're going to uh, come in with their two heavy hitters at the end of the year and basically back cleanup. And I'm going to use a sports metaphor and everybody knows how much I love sports ball. So uh, get ready to be disappointed in how I butcher this. But, you know, you get your best players, your best runners on base, and then you get your best hitter to come out and back clean up and knock it, knock a home run so that everybody can run in. And I think that's what Nintendo is doing with Pokemon and uh, Smash. And mister Fizame was talking to Yahoo Finance, and this is what he said, which is really important. He said, the, the holiday selling season, which is October, November, and December, is critically important to our company. Um, the Americas are the company's most successful region by revenue, and the holiday season is that, reason's, I'm sorry, is that region's biggest driver. We typically do, in the Americas, about 60% of our revenue during that time frame. The reason that 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 is so significant, first, is because our products make great gifts. And he's correct about that. Uh, Video games make great gifts. A lot of people who really like video games might not be old enough to afford to buy a game whenever they want. So they have to wait. I know that right now my son is waiting for Pokemon. He's waiting for Smash because we're not going to be buying him a bunch of stuff before Christmas comes. You know, then he doesn't have things to open on Christmas. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that are doing the same thing. So the fact that Nintendo makes 60% of its annual revenue, its fiscal fiscal year revenue in that three month window is pretty huge so it makes a lot of sense and i i believe it was believe it was mr furukawa or maybe it was reggie i can't remember who said this in the past but they have certain selling points throughout the year and they try to tee up their big hitters around that time and nintendo this year they teed up that uh october November and December with three really big games. The first one, which for me, isn't a really big game. I mean, I bought it, but the first one is Mario Party. Mario Party came out in October. That is a a usually a pretty big seller for them. Uh, Very, very popular uh, with the family. And uh, I think that they even said that it it exceeded expectations. I believe that they said that about Mario Party. Then in November, they had Pokemon uh, and those are breaking all kinds of records. I think it was three million sold so far. And then December is Smash. And with those three, those are three games that I would qualify as system sellers. The kind of games that people buy the system for, you know, like, at the very beginning, the system seller was Breath of the Wild. And then October of last year, it was Mario. In June of last year, maybe it was July, it was Splatoon 2. You know, they've got system sellers. Man, just thinking about this, there are a lot of system sellers on the Nintendo Switch. And To drop three games, which I would consider probably system sellers, maybe Mario Party is a little less so than the others, but to drop maybe two and a half system sellers all in the same holiday season, that's going to push a lot of switches. And I I think that Nintendo, it is possible that they will hit that 20 million mark maybe maybe they won't but who knows i'm a coming luigi before i talk about this i want to make sure everybody understands i am not going to spoil anything and i don't know anything to spoil so you don't have to worry about me spoiling anything now that some jerkface broke street date on uh smash brothers and leaked it online so now all of the information about the game is out there online. People are starting to find out and post it places. So if you don't want to be spoiled on anything, make sure that you use Twitter and set up one of those things that blocks certain words from Twitter so that you don't hear about it. Uh, I don't really care so much about the spoilers, but I'm not going to go searching for them. And I'm certainly not going to pass spoilers on to anybody else. That being said, I did want to talk about this story a little bit because it It is something that bothers me. I don't like it when when gaming companies, they have a plan for how they're going to unveil something to us. And almost 100% of the time, their plan is better than some jerk just leaking stuff online. Now, to be fair, I am not blaming the YouTubers that posted the music to the game. I don't blame them for doing that. I understand their motivations. I probably wouldn't have done the same thing because I would have been a little more wary than they were. And I'll get to exactly what happened in just a second. But I don't blame them for doing what they did. The person that I blame is whoever broke the street date and then uploaded it on the internet. Whoever that was, that person's a jerk. And they're kind of ruining the fun for everybody else. Now, that being said, Let's talk about what the actual story here is. Nintendo Insider posted this. um, I'm not sure exactly when, but uh, oh, the 25th. The 25th, they posted this. And uh, basically, it says here that Nintendo is retaliating against YouTube uh, YouTubers who are posting the music to the game. Now, I think that this Nintendo really doesn't have a choice. Well, they do have a choice, but I think that they're in the right here. They're definitely in the right. What's happened is someone leaked the uh the music files, and then these guys who do uh nintendo music streams, which i don't know how they don't are aren't already copyright strict stricken into oblivion anyway, I guess Nintendo just claims their monetization um, but uh these guys who do like twenty four seven nintendo music streams they they had this music and they were like I... I got to release it. If I don't release it, other people are going to going to beat me to it. And that's a lot of views that I'm going to lose. Obviously, these people were making money off their YouTube channels. So the like they took a gamble and it didn't pay off because Nintendo hit them with copyright strikes and they there's 900 songs on Smash Brothers. And if they uploaded one video per song. That's 900 strikes on their channel. And Nintendo can choose to do that automatically. They can say, yep, every time this song is uploaded, strike it. Now, if you know anything about YouTube, it's after three strikes, you're out. They cancel your account. They delete it. It's gone. Your account is gone. And like these guys had quite a few followers. Um, So it, it's... um I'm not going to say the YouTube channels. You can find the information if you want. Uh, Anyway, they uh, they had uploaded the tracks from the game soundtrack, and then they started getting circulated online. They got hit with a bunch of copyright strikes, and now they're saying, "Uh, I guess it was a nice run for a few years. My channel will be gone next week. Sorry, everyone. I'll try to see if I can get this resolved, but there's a very good chance I won't be able to. There will not be a third channel. Um... Another guy says, for those of you wondering, I have 21 copyright strikes right now. This will probably go higher. You can probably guess why. The odd part is I've been given strikes for songs from the older Smash titles too. Uh, I don't have access to my channel settings anymore, so I can't delete these videos. Um, I can't edit these videos. Feel free to enjoy whatever videos are still up. Now, I kind of have two thoughts on this. My first thought is I get what Nintendo's doing. Nintendo's saying, look, you leaked our stuff early, and so we're going to hammer you. But I bet that if these guys had just waited until day one, until December 7th, if they had just waited until December 7th, I bet you Nintendo would have just let it go. They would have probably just said, okay, we're going to claim those videos, and we will give them like uh, I, I used to be in the Nintendo partner program back before my my YouTube channel got demonetized because um, they like YouTube had changed the rules uh, and I had been demonetized. I'm remonetized now, but uh, I was part of the Nintendo creator program and basically Nintendo claims every video that you post that has Nintendo content in it and then sends you a very small percentage. I think it's like 30% of the revenue that they get from the ads. I just say, I just, any videos that I post about Nintendo that have Nintendo footage, if you see commercials on those, those are Nintendo putting the commercials on them. I don't get any money from that. I just say, ah, just let Nintendo have it. I just want people to hear my thoughts on stuff. That's really my, my main goal. And the videos that I post that don't have Nintendo stuff on it, if you see a commercial on that, that is a commercial that actually supports me. And I don't make a bunch of money from YouTube on this, um, but I've kind of gotten down a rabbit hole and got distracted. So let's move on from that. Uh, these guys got got hammered by Nintendo. My guess is, is if if Nint- if they had just waited, Nintendo would have let it go and just monetize their videos. But leaking the stuff early like that ticked Nintendo off and Nintendo came down hard with the band hammer and hit them real bad. So. I don't know. Was it worth it? I, I, I my guess would be probably not. I would hate to have my YouTube channel go away. I've had it for years. I just barely have broken twelve hundred subscribers, which is fine. I'm not complaining about that. But that's a lot of work that I put into my channel to get those twelve hundred subscribers, and I can't imagine risking that for a few hundred. Uh, Hits Or, well, in in the the case of these guys, they probably got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hits. And they probably raked in a bunch of dough. Um, I just can't imagine risking something that you've worked so hard to build up for a temporary thing. It just seems very foolish to me. Anyway, my main problem is that, that this is why we can't have nice things. Because people break the street day. Like I'm not sure if it's some kind of hackers uh with a digital version. Uh, I'm not sure if somebody went into a store like back room, and this is probably my guess. They went into the back room of a store, grabbed it, and uh ripped all the information off and posted it on the internet. I'm not sure exactly what what happened here, but uh, it's disappointing that people are spoiling things online this happens This happens with movies all the time, and now it's happening with games, of course. You just have to be extra diligent. If you don't want spoilers about um, whatever the the super bright light uh, mode, the adventure mode in Smash Brothers is, I suggest you be very, very careful on the Internet for the next uh, 10 days because you're going to get spoiled if you're not careful you're going to get spoiled. Let's go racing. It's Super Mario Kart Funny Car Madness. Over Super NES. Turn the track into a giant mud pit. burn rubber on ice, wood, or asphalt. Mix it up for the big boys. Okay, this is the lightning round. I've got a bunch of stories, and I, I don't have time to make a separate uh, segment about each one. So let's go ahead and get through these really quickly. Number one, um, Mario Tennis Aces has a brand new update, which I, I feel like I was just talking about this the other day. Um it's going to, it it improves the matchmaking. Basically what they're doing is they are breaking the, uh, the skill level into four groups based on how good you are. And you're going to be match made up. I I think that's the right word. You're going to be matched against those players who are in your skill level up until now. Every time I've played Mario tennis aces, I tend to get matched against people who are way better than me. And so I just get my butt handed to me and that's no fun. Uh, so I like that. And you can also now queue as doubles, uh, which is also something, uh, let me just click on this real quick so I can make sure that I say it right. It's updating and then, ah, don't give me that. Here we go. All right, here it is. Um, doubles classes added to online tournaments. So doubles classes will be newly available in online tournament mode starting in December. Doubles class will be a four-player doubles match with standard rules, including the use of energy. Doubles teams can be formed with two people sharing a Switch with a friend online or by matching with a stranger online of similar ability. This sounds really cool. This is the kind of stuff that Nintendo should have done at the very beginning. I don't know what took them so long, but This is really great. It says pair rank will be determined by calculating the average rating of the two players respective ratings and doubles classes is compatible with the Nintendo switch online smart device app for voice chat. However, in the doubles classes, online tournament voice chat is only possible between partners and not opponents. Uh, I'm not sure why that is Uh, probably just so it doesn't get too loud with four different people talking. I'm not sure. Um, Anyway, Uh, I'm excited and I'm going to be putting that game back in my Switch and checking it out when it comes to us in December, because that sounds like fun being able to play with friends online. The next story in the Nintendo uh, Switch lightning round that I want to talk about is Mr. Sakurai. Uh, He is there's this very cool Game Informer interview with him that you can check out over, of course, at Game Informer. And uh, he talks about all kinds of stuff like Piranha Plant, why he decided to put them on, um, what, what is significant about this for him, uh, how, how he pays attention to detail with this. And if you want to read the whole thing, make sure that you check it out or you can follow the link in the show notes. Um, next, Dragon Quest Builders uh, 2 is coming to the Switch. We already knew about that, but it's going to have some, just some, don't get excited. But some cross-platform support. This comes to us from Nintendo Life. They said, the elements that are cross-platform support is basically in the game's bulletin board system, which allows you to share screenshots, eh, who cares, and blueprints, ah, now we're interested, Uh for building designs with other uses. Rather than being restricted to each individual console, the bulletin will be updated simultaneously across the ps4 and the switch so that means you can go to this bulletin board get somebody's blueprint design which i don't really know what that means because i haven't played dragon quest builders and i obviously haven't played builders 2 but it sounds really cool like people can design things and then you can find their design and download it and put it in your world that sounds really awesome um Horizon Chase Turbo is now out and for sale. I just posted uh, earlier today my first impressions with the game. It is an arcade racer, uh, no weapons, old school, like rad racer kind of arcade racer. Think of OutRun, that kind of stuff. It is super fun. I've had a blast playing it. Uh, Make sure that you check out my Horizon Chase first impressions. Uh, Follow the links in the show notes. And this is pretty cool. Um, These are called the Nico dulies. I don't know much about them other than they look really neat. I'm just making sure. Let me... Let me just make the window a little bit smaller. Oh, it just refreshes. Uh, Okay, I, I guess I... Well, here we go. Trying to... I can't get the... Picture bigger, <laughs> stupid responsive website. I hate this. All right, here we are. I'm sorry for the. I'll, I'll I'll try and edit that out. We'll see if it works or not. Um, this is really cool looking. These are Joy Cons, uh, which are the. It looks like you don't attach them to the Switch. They are. Separate from the switch, so you can't play this in handheld mode. This is so you can play it, uh, where you turn the Joy-Con sideways, and it looks a lot more comfortable than the regular Joy-Cons for that style of play. And they're actually cheaper than Joy-Cons, I think. On Amazon, uh, they're not actually for sale yet, but the price on Amazon is, I think, it was. $60 and Joy-Cons are usually 80. So I think that that's actually a pretty good deal. It's currently unavailable, but if you are interested in it, make sure you click the link in the show notes. You can add it. um, Click on the thing that says email me when it's ready and you'll get an email. I think that these look really cool. Last story for the um, lightning round is there is a placeholder on Amazon that is listing a Switch Kirby game that is not Star Allies and it has a placeholder date for for 2019. Uh, we don't know if this is a uh, um, like a mistake or if it is the real deal, but it is currently unavailable. It just says Kirby Nintendo Switch digital code And it comes out in 2019. This came to us from at SwitchStop on Twitter. I think that that's very interesting. I mean, I'm not a huge Kirby fan, but I know that there's a lot of people out there that are big Kirby fans. Uh, So there you go. It looks like we may have a a, a new Kirby game sooner rather than later. Music for today's show is by Tom Winter. You can check it out over at runjumpstomp.com. Slash music. Make sure that you follow his stuff on YouTube. He is awesome. Uh, don't forget that if you want to watch the full show, you come watch live with us over at twitch.tv slash Run Jump Stomp. And don't forget to check out my YouTube videos over at YouTube.com slash Run Jump Stomp. Finally, if you want to support my content, Run Jump Stomp.com slash Thank You is the way to do it. Head on over there. There's free ways. There's ways that cost money. Whatever you can do to support the show, I appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who already has. I will see you all soon. Bye-bye.